Welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Hung. The world of technology and healthcare are ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health IT news, meshed together in new ways which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about digital transformation. And be sure to follow the show on the twi- on Twitter at the hashtag HITSM and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 17 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. Digital transformation. That's a big topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, yes, because it's so broad. It's such an umbrella term, right? Like... Have you digitally transformed in your personal life? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't. <laughs> no? Uh, no. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think it's just in my nature to embrace the technology. I mean, like, for example, home automation, like, I feel so powerful when I get home and I tell, you know, the lights to turn on and stuff. <laughs> like, it's such a simple, <laughs> stupid thing. And you look at the technology, you're like, it's not really that hard, <laughs> but you're like, I love it. <laughs> well, it's funny because you, you bring that up and like, for me, transformation is such an overused or improperly used term, right? Because tra- mm. to me, I, I think of transformation as sort of in the mathematic and the scientific sense. And, and to me, when you use when you when they use the term transformation, it's basically taking one something uh, like an equation, uh, a, a, um, a, a, a component, uh, an element, and then you transform it into something different, like completely mm. different, right? And I'm going, well, that's not really what we're doing here in healthcare. I don't think any business really does that. Really, what we're doing is sort of taking, uh, renovating. I think actually that's a better term. It's like we're taking, we haven't changed the bones of healthcare. It's not like we went back and like changed the way we're reimbursed or changed the way patients interact with physicians, right? We're, uh-huh. we're, we're now using different means and different methods and different ways of doing the same thing. So to me, it's more renovation. I, that's why I don't think I've actually transformed because I still do the same things I've always done. It's just maybe I'm using a new digital tool or two. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where I look at the definition of digital transformation a bit different. I look at it as you had a process that exists without the digital and you applied the digital to it to transform it, right? And, and so you transformed it from, you know, I mean, just uses something as simple as the check-in process, right? At, the, at, a, at a clinic organization, it, that was here, here's a clipboard with some papers on it, right? And you transform that by making it digital. So you're right, the process is the same in some ways, right? Because you're essentially asking the same questions in a digital format. But, you know, to me, that's still a transform process you know, and then, you know, and I, yeah, maybe I need to embrace our friend, Dr. Nick and his, uh, <laughs> his incrementalism, right? Because first you start by making the form electronic and then you send it out through text message to say, Hey, fill this out at home rather than in the waiting room. And then you actually, you know, take it the next step of the transformation process in this incremental transformation. And you say, okay, well, actually I know half of this information. So let me pre-populate that from the EHR so that when you're filling it out, it's already there. And you just verify and update it. And so to me, that's the transformation, digital transformation is taking something that was done in the real world, paper or otherwise, and moving it into digital. Yeah, I certainly, I, I agree. I think most people, when they hear that word in the healthcare context, that's mm-hmm. probably what they think of, right? Is to take something that was 
you know, manual or very paper intensive, or maybe didn't have any automation at all. And then you apply some digital tools to it or, or uh, some, uh, you digitize it. I think that is a fair uh, definition, right? Like, and I think it's, it's somewhat common when you, when you talk to people and talk about digital transformation, I think that's what pops in their head. Yeah. Um, I think well, the, the problem, the problem I think is it, it related to that though, is, well, what, like, how do we know when we get there? <laughs> like to your point, like is, is just is digi- <laughs> yeah, is digitizing the form enough, right? And and I think you know there may be some who who kind of go, yeah, yeah, I reached the finish line a little bit prematurely. Right? Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, and that, that's fair, right? I mean, uh, we implement the EHR and we think we're done, which is like the biggest misnomer that ever existed right like no that's the start now you just got to do the hard work (laughs) i mean not that implementing an ehr is is easy but you know i I think you're right though right that it's an ongoing process that many people just stop doing and i think that's where a lot of it projects fail but i think what's interesting is there are new projects that come from the initial transformation or digitization of health information. And I think that's where the transformation really happens. Uh, you know, I was, you know, at the point click care event and we were talking about some of the various long-term post-acute care that haven't gone digital, that haven't, you know, embraced the point click care in their organization and how now they can't even interact with acute care in the same way. And acute care is going to say, start saying, we're not sending you patients because we need visibility into the data. Like that's a transformation of, of what the expectation is and what the process is that I think is really interesting. And we see that in a lot of other areas in analytics. There's a, the analytics programs just wouldn't even exist if we didn't digitize the charts into an EHR. And so like that, that's a huge transformation that can happen because of the data that's now available that previously wasn't. I think remote patient monitoring, another great example. I mean, we kind of did that before with a bunch of care managers that would call you up and say, how are you doing? But so I guess it's the transformation of an existing process, but, but not really because it's like ongoing continuous monitoring of patients is remote patient monitoring now versus these single point instances that may or may not have happened. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I would also say that for me, you know, the area I look towards for digital transformation right now is in the home care market, right? Mm. Like it's very highly manual, right? Um, not a lot of automation. Uh, and then all of a sudden now we have remote patient monitoring tools. Uh, we have connectivity uh, challenges, of course, in the home, but also just, you know, scheduling logistics of, of, of nurses that need to go uh, or, and, um, and other assistants that need to go to these various um, places, PSWs and so forth. That, that whole world has not been optimized right it's it's done most of the time right now by spreadsheet right and even finding <laughs> and matching a psw to the needs of a patient is pretty manual so you know i think in general we're trying to transform healthcare to go well we should probably involve and get key people at home but now digital is coming into that world and, and so I, I always look at that area and kind of go see that to me is true digital transformation right because there wasn't a lot of it before, and now there is, and we're taking it from very manual to very digital. 
And I think the real challenge with all of this is, is no one likes change, <laughs> but when you look at it, you know, and, and to be frank, and this goes back to episode number one of our podcast where, you know, and the, the, this uh, discussion is, I said, I'm a believer in tech's ability to transform anything, right? I, I think you're more of a healthcare believer in how tech can do it, different things. I just love technology's ability to transform any process, right? Not that it's always the solution, mm. but I, I love that it can be applied to so many areas. But here's the challenge. If you're already doing something and you use text to transform it, that's one type of change, right? Like, okay, yeah, this is comfortable to us to some degree, right? Because it's, oh yeah, okay, I see. It's how we've always done it, but just electronic, right? But then there's another transformation which says, Tech enables me to do something that I couldn't do previously. Mm. And I think that's a very different change and receives a lot of resistance from people in many cases because they're like, well, we haven't done it that way. And is that okay for us to do it that way? And so it's a very different conversation. So, so within that context, John, is, is there a place in healthcare where you think we actually need more digital transformation? Um, and then conversely, is there one that where we don't, like where we, we, we actually don't need it at all? Yeah, I mean, I, my, my gut response is, is there anywhere we, that can't benefit? And yeah, I, I saw this, uh, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could get credit them, but I saw a tweet that said that every industry and every, you know, every piece of every industry is going to be transformed by some sort of AI and machine learning. And, and I thought about it, I was like, wow. It's actually true. Like there's the potential for the data to transform pretty much everything. So I, I guess that's where I would start is that, yeah, pretty much everything could be impacted by it. Like where would I like to see it the most? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think for me, it goes back to the patient experience maybe is the first one, like transforming the experience they have in scheduling and in knowing what care they should do and how, you know, now navigating them through this mess of a system that we have and where should they go to get care? I'd say that's the first one. And then the second one for me is transforming the experience for the provider because now they're overwhelmed with data and they're overwhelmed with documentation burden. If we can solve those two things for doctors, their lives is going to be appreciably better. No, it's hard to argue against either of those, right? Like, yes, we all know that the patient experience is suboptimal in a lot of cases and, and it's, it's in pockets, right? Like some people have done a pretty good job implementing the latest digital appointment setting and appointment booking, but maybe, you know, the whole billing side hasn't really been fixed, right? Or you still get your paper bill mailed to you and you can't understand it, right? Like, so, so patient experience is so broad, but there, I think they've, We've seen pockets of improvement, but I definitely agree with you that we need more digital transformation there. And I think to me, it is moving sort of downstream. We, we have done a pretty good job at, as an industry to kind of go at the front end, we need a better experience to book, to find mm -hmm. and, and to seek, seek care. But now it's on the the tail end, right? Like, what do you do after the appointment? Like, how do I make sure that you stay on the regimen I, I I prescribed for you, right? How do you pick up and get your script, and and how do you pay for all of this? I think that's an mm -hmm. area that I would love to see more transformations on that back end of the experience. Well, that's a great point because when you look at value based care, that's what it's all about, and, and we haven't done a good job of that in healthcare. 
it's very visit based and you do the visit and then you go home and then I forget about you. <laughs> I remember doing the first chronic care management program with a doctor and he's like, this is how he sold chronic care management and why you should pay the $8 copay for to be part of the chronic care management program. He'd literally say this to patients. He's like, when you leave this room, I'm not going to think about you again, <laughs> which, you know, is, is like, at least honest of him, right? <laughs> like, like it's, it's sad. That's not how, pe- how doctors want to provide care. But in many ways, that's just how the system was built is, hey, it's fee for service and you're going to pay me to take care of you when you're there. And when you're gone, I'm not going to think about you. And I think there's exceptions for some chronic patients. And, you know, obviously, you know, if you get a knee replacement, you're going to see the doctor again and some stuff, right? But it was kind of true, right? That like, hey, the way our system is paying us is that I'm not going to think about you again until it happens. And I think, you know, and I think he meant that from more of a practical, how am I caring for you perspective, as opposed to, you know, he probably does think about some patients and how are they doing and wondering, right? But I think that's the core of what's possible now is, and I think that's your point, is that we need to transform how we take care of a patient outside of healthcare. And the only way to scale to that problem is technology because humans, there's just not enough doctors or nurses or care managers to show that care and empathy outside of the visit. Absolutely. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT Today with John Lin and Colin Hahn. Today, we're talking about digital transformation. Today's episode is brought to you by Panda Health, a company that is transforming the way healthcare organizations source, procure, and evaluate digital solutions. Check out their trusted and curated marketplace to find a solution for your challenges. Go to panda.health. So John, what do you think some of the barriers are to digital transformation? Um, like, and I don't want to say excuses because these, I, these are legitimate. <laughs> There's excuses you know, too, but I'm going after the legitimate ones. Uh, and and you know maybe is that and are these the challenges that are keeping us from seeing large scale successes? Because in my opinion, I think we've only seen very small successes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and, and you know, we've talked about this on previous episodes that I think that. For many organizations, there hasn't been the impetus. There hasn't been the drive. They're 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 doing well enough financially, and you know, like they have their businesses doing fine, and so they haven't been forced to. And and many of them now, especially with consolidation, have become somewhat monopoly, or you know, the, it's you know, there's two or three in a, in a, in a area, and so if if your competitors not doing it, why do you need to, right? And it's pretty tough for someone to come in and say, oh. I'm going to throw up a hospital to compete with these people that aren't transforming, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's not the regular business dynamics that you might see, right? You know, if I'm a pizza joint that doesn't transform, well, it's pretty easy for someone to throw up another pizza joint and, and you know, transform that experience and, and embrace delivery or whatever it might be, right? So, you know, I, I think that's probably core to the problem is that they haven't had to. And so I think that's that's been the big issue. Now, the question is, is that changing? And I think in some degree it is because of the entrance of big tech and retail mm. care and, and even value-based care where I do need a relationship with the patient. And so I think that, you know, you, you, you kind of, at least I feel in the industry, they're kind of waking up to the fact that, hey, I can't keep doing this or I, I am going to become a dinosaur. 
It's, it's interesting you say that. I, I mean, I think one of the biggest, I mean, the obvious barrier is economics, right? Of course, that's, sure. you know, what happened happened within the last 12 months. We've got an economic challenge that we're all having to deal with. But but I think there was one before that. It's kind of related to what you were saying is I think it, the one of the challenge, biggest challenges of digital transformation is the unclear ROI, mm. right? Like as, so at the beginning of most transformations, uh, the pioneers anyway, it, they're really kind of jumping off the ledge. It's not really clear uh, what uh, online appointment booking, right? Can you imagine the first person who did that? Like, what was the ROI of that? Right? Like, like I'm going to have to buy my whole schedule out there. Like, it seemed really, it, it's unclear. And I think that actually uh, is one of the biggest barriers is because we're all so geared towards we've got to get value for our money. Mm-hmm. But some digital transformations are a leap of faith at the beginning. Right? It isn't clear what doing you know a better X or Y is going to be. There's a feeling and maybe a gut uh, feel that that's going to happen, but it's not like someone could point and say, "Here's the formula." Right? And I think that holds us back. So I think because uh, the, you know when you compare Project A to Project B, and this one's got the concrete ROI because it's been around for five years, and we're now getting to it, versus one that's really transformative but really unclear ROI. I think you would choose Project A. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm rubbing off on you, Colin. Like all this follow the money stuff. Like it's <laughs> like I don't know if this is a good thing. Like because I mean, think about it. Like it's not enough ROI to say happy patients, right? <laughs> like, it, it, but it, it's kind of true, right? That for most organizations, I've seen some leaders that have pushed against this, but you know, like it, you would think that happy patients that have great experience would be more valued than it is in many cases. And, and maybe that's where we got it wrong to some degree is that, Hey, I'm improving the health of the patient. I'm, uh, you know, in healthcare does a pretty good job of that for the most part, right? Is, uh, you know, in addressing what is the, you know, cure to your chief complaint and how can I help you get healthier and better in the sense of, you know, can I, can I address the disease that you have? And and we, we do that. Right. But, you know, we haven't created this great experience for patients that they're like, Ooh, I can't wait to go to my doctor so that I can improve my health. And I don't know, will we ever get there? Maybe not, but we could do better than we're doing now. It it is funny. Like, you you know, you you brought up competition, right. As, as being an impetus for digital transformation. Mm-hmm. I just look at other areas of healthcare, like dentistry, for example, mm-hmm. right? Highly competitive. And you go to the experience of going to a dentist as opposed to like, well, and maybe exception of like getting your teeth <laughs> <laughs> scraped and everything. But but the experience of like booking the appointment and like all of that and the, the lobbies and the, the way their offices are, are run. I mean, it's a pleasant experience, right? They have TVs now, right? <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they figured it out. They figured out that there is an ROI to that, um, to attracting patients, keeping these patients, because they're in a highly competitive market. And I think you're right. Um, I think well, one of the barriers is we just haven't had a lot of competition. But but I think we're we're going to get there. And to, to going back to what you just said around the patients, I think that's where it's going to come in. I think the patients are really going to go, you know what? You really haven't done anything to keep me here. So I'm going to start looking at these alternatives, right? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, keeping the patient is going to be uh, very key, right? 
Yeah. Well, and turns out telehealth's easier. So, <laughs> you know, whether we think the quality is good or not, you know, many of us are going to just embrace it because it's more convenient for us as patients. And now that we know that's an option that's viable and, and we, you know, less of the clinical barriers that we may have had before, that makes sense. Uh, you know, your, your dental example is interesting. I took my kids to the orthodontist recently and it was for an initial check to see, do we want it? But of course it's like my fourth kid. So fourth <laughs> orthodontist trip, they knew what to expect and they were actually excited to go. They're like, I'm going to play the video games in the waiting room. I hope there's a way to, <laughs> I, they, I hope that hot chocolate machine's working. And I, I was in, and as they started doing it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember those hot chocolate chip cookies they had? I hope they have those, right? Like, I remember <laughs> literally thinking about these experiences that they created for me. You know, like, I'm like, I'm going to the orthodontist. Yeah, this is going to be a painful experience financially and otherwise. <laughs> yeah. like, but I was kind of excited to go, right? And so I, I think it was interesting how how different that experience is. I think the other element though, when you look at digital transformation is that, on the clinical side, right? As opposed to the patient experience side sure. is that there's this bar of do no harm. And so, I, you know, we've talked about this before as well, but like there's this fear of, Hey, if we embrace this technology, are we going to do harm to the patient? And so sure. it's a high bar to be able to say, Hey, yeah, this is something you can embrace that is going to be clinically more relevant and more valuable to the patient than how we've been doing it before. And that requires studies that requires FDA approval, requires all sorts of other things to build that trust, to be able to understand that, yeah, clinically, this isn't going to do no harm. And so I think that's another barrier to transformation, uh, which, you know, in some ways makes a lot of sense. In other ways, you're like, uh, is it, you know, could we do more to push and innovate, right? Are we missing out on opportunities because we're so afraid of doing nothing, which ironically doing nothing can do more harm than something in many cases. So, so, so John, who's going to lead and, or maybe provide the most transformation in healthcare? Is it going to be EHR companies, uh, healthcare startups, consulting companies, health systems, or, or these outsiders that, that we've talked about in, in a number of episodes recently? Like, who's going to be the one sort of doing the most work in this area? Yeah, I maybe have a little bit of a biased initial response because I've uh, you know just been at the point click care user conference. I went to the eClinical Works user conference. So I guess I've been EHR user conference right now. <laughs> and I see what they do and it's amazing how something and, and and this goes back to what's your definition of transformation, but something as simple as copy paste <laughs> and implementing something like that, or, or you know, or or templates that are more effective, or or other small changes to the HR make a huge difference on the life of the users. And so I like, I'm always shocked at how impactful that is. And so is that a huge digital transformation? Like we kind of talked about? No, but if you make the life of the doctor and the nurse better so that they are happier and they can treat the patient more efficiently and, you know, and that they're not frustrated with their EHR system, that's actually a big transformation over where it's been, uh, you know, and these are small things, that, but I think, all these small things by EHR companies make a bigger difference than I think we realize. Interesting. I am going to go completely opposite and say it's those EHR companies, customers, the health mm. systems that are going to be leading the transformation. Um, I 
don't think uh, EHR companies would move unless their customers are pushing them to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would they? <laughs> right? They would just continue to expand their footprints, right? Um, but no, I I think the the health systems have woken up to the competition that's coming. They've woken up to the fact that the the costs uh, structures uh, inside the organizations yeah. have changed. The dynamic changed. with patients have changed, and I think. In pockets, not not sort of across the board, but in pockets, I think they realized we can't keep doing the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if we keep doing the same thing, we're not going to be here much longer. Um, and so I think there there have been some more progressive projects and progressive leaders who are now embracing the change and pushing for change. And I, I'm not just singling out IT here. I'm thinking like there are you know, surgeons that are really pushing for change and, mm-hmm. and administrators and even CFOs who are really pushing for some new ways of doing things inside health systems. So are you I'm being nice to administrators? Wow. Look at oh, you. yeah. I'm giving them some love. <laughs> giving them some love. <laughs> No, it's, it's fair, right? I mean, they could have an impact for good or bad. And I think we've seen both of that, right? The ones that can push forward innovative change or not. You know, I, I'll, I'll double down on the EHR companies and especially the marketplace of those EHR companies, which I guess puts healthcare startups in my list as well, because most of them are startups that are hopping on to the marketplace to innovate on top of it. And, you know, to me, Every healthcare organization wants that integrated experience with the, you know, with, you know, the record of their patient and with the data for their patients. And so that is the EHR and, you know, that's going to be the place that is, you know, where people live. And so, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, maybe it's two sides. The EHR companies that embrace the marketplace will provide that opportunity for transformation and enable the transformation. Because in many cases, when you look at those marketplaces, the industry is telling ambulatory practices, health systems, hey, here's some of the innovation that's available to you beyond the EHR. And so that's a place for them to look to say, where can I be innovative and where can I do it? And within the workflow of my organization as well. And so, you know, those EHR companies that don't embrace a marketplace, I think the opposite is true. That, you know, like it's going to stymie some of the innovation that's possible. If you're just depending on the EHR to do all of the innovation, that's going to be a problem as well. And so, you know, I, I still rely on that EHR and, you know, it's such a core to what everyone does, you know, although they should be enabled by uh, many other organizations that can do it, right? Like embedding telehealth into your EHR is a really fascinating thing when you look at it like virtual rounding or or other things that are become so popular thanks to COVID. Well, yeah. And then, you know, this what we started talking about, like, you know, integrating remote patient monitoring tools and and adding those yeah. capabilities inside your EHR. I definitely think the EHRs will be the face of the transformations because mm. um, I think, you know, there's such large presences in the health systems, but I'm really looking at those health systems leaders. So if you're listening, you're a healthcare system leader, you know, <laughs> I'm pe- I'm putting my hopes on you to be the transformation leader. <laughs> I was going to say, you kind of agreed with me, Colin. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, thanks to all of you who tuned into this episode of Healthcare IT Today. You can find more details about our show by checking out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com. And please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com and on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hong with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lin. Thanks for listening and have a great week.